Welcome to an all new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed. And today we have with us Michelle Murkison. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Yes, so, you did. <laughs> um, if, you've, uh, if you've been around the internet, like Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, you probably know her more as Cigars with M. So she's been doing some really great work educating people about the whole cigar lifestyle. And I'm looking forward to talking to her about uh, how she came into the industry and her approach to content creation, because we don't always have a lot of content creators on here. And I don't know how you feel, Michelle, but being a content creator in the cigar space is not as easy as, as one would think. Yes, you are correct. Honestly, it is quite difficult. And I think uh, we are in a space now where it's it's kind of like you are trying to keep yourself in the cigar realm, but not uh, kind of overdo it, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it is pretty difficult. <laughs> and finding your niche is hard, too. So um, what I started to do with Deep Cuts in the last couple of weeks is – uh, start with an icebreaker and I, I have different icebreakers and they're completely like left ball questions that you probably would never expect to be asked on a podcast about cigars or the cigar industry. But I found it's, it's a nice way for us to segue into some good conversation. So I was thinking about a good question for you because I try to be a little bit different before I start recycling through them. So what is a song that if you're kind of feeling down, what song do you listen to to kind of really pep you up? Um, oh man, I would say, um, I like Zoom, the song Zoom with Lionel Richie and, oh my gosh, I'm trying to think about the group. What's the group name? The Commodores. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's a, although it is a slow song, it reminds me of, um, my Nana playing the uh, vinyl and I actually have the vinyl at home. I play it quite often. Um, not, I think it's, it's one of those songs that whether you're sad or you're happy, it makes you feel good. And I think it, because it has a good childhood memory attached to it for me, uh, I, I really enjoy it. Okay. I think that's a good, uh, I'm always curious because there's always like songs, like I think each of us, I, I feel like that's reveals a lot about us, you know, what songs, when things are not going as planned <laughs> or mm-hmm. be a pep up, like what song like helps you get for me. It's like, you know, I have several songs, but me too, I, but that's the one I came to mind. <laughs> you know, like, the one that comes to mind for me is, um, is hold on by Wilson Phillips. <laughs> like, yes, that's a good song. Exactly. Like when I feel like usually like it speaks volumes to whatever situation you're going through. So for mm-hmm. me, I love that, that song and it could be their version it could be the Glee version. I don't care. Like I will listen to that. Um, it's a, that's like the main song. Of course, then with any other situation that I'm going through, I will. Uh, that song might change. <laughs> so very true. But, Sometimes you need to be you need that extra hype up. So you might have something that's a little bit more fast, fast um, pace, and something that's a little slower, so you can get yourself to calm down. Yeah, there's there's songs for every mood. <laughs> exactly. So. With, with that, like I said, I can't remember where I first saw your content. I'm thinking it might have been Instagram, but I feel like when I'm on TikTok, you come up all the time. So I feel like it was TikTok that I really started paying attention <laughs> to. Because like, I think that's an interesting platform because 
most of the cigar industry is not on TikTok yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it's a completely new frontier. This is how I would describe it. And I know me, when I'm on TikTok, you know, I don't, I'm not on it as often as I probably should be. But <laughs> you know, it's just like it's it's a weird platform for making content because mm-hmm. you, you have cigar people and you sometimes see like if you're putting in the hashtags, it'll be like this hashtag has like, you know, something million like the uses. And you're like, where are all these cigar people at? There's no way. And then, <laughs> and then you get the questions or the, the interactions. And it's like from people who completely have no idea what cigars, you know, when they hear cigars, I don't know about you. But on TikTok, I get the people who are like, who are, who are thinking like Swish of Sweets or Black and Mild <laughs> is a lot of them. Or they're just thinking like a cigar is like a blunt. And I'm like, no. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, you know, like when, well, when I'm like smoking my blunt, I do. I was like, okay, but that's a blunt. I was like, <laughs> we're not talking about different. And that's what I try to tell people. So how did you get into cigars? So, I think it's a good place to start. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I started smoking in 2018. I asked my dad uh, to teach me how to smoke cigars on my 23rd birthday. So I asked him for two things. I said, I want you to come stay with me for the week because I was graduating with my second degree that same uh, week as well as turning 23. And so I wanted to um, have him teach me how to smoke cigars. And I wanted him to come stay with me for the week. So those are the two things. So he said to me, Oh, like the first thing I definitely can do. Now this second thing, I need you to roll this back for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me, tell, tell me about this again. Tell me what your, where's your mind thinking? Cause I don't know. Are you sure? And I said to him, I said, daddy, I'm sure. I'm very, very sure that I want you to teach me how to smoke cigars. So we went to a local cigar shop in Mobile where I lived at the time. And uh, he walked me through the humidor, uh, went over kind of the basics, and then let the tobacconist um, actually give me a little bit more information about cigars and the different types. And we settled on a Tatiana Groovy Blue. Um, So what was interesting about that for me is that I uh, have not – smoking a flavored stick in a very long time. Um, I would say in the last, the first two years of me smoking is when I smoked flavored sticks. And then after that, like I haven't smoked anything. I haven't smoked anything flavored since. Um, so it was interesting because the segue was the fast track. I think for me was I started smoking flavored sticks because that's what my dad gave me in the very beginning. But because I fell in love with cigars and just learning about um, tobacco and the everything from the science to how they're made um, to what goes into like who are the people that are like what are the steps of the making itself but also the people in general like okay so you have farmers and then you have people who are laying the seeds like I want to know everything so for me um, I kind of segued into smoking now what I smoke uh, full body cigars so that is kind of how I got started smoking cigars from my dad. So when your dad gave you this flavored cigar, did, did he smoke flavored cigars or did he think, because there's, there's this common misconception in the industry. Very common. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, women are going to love this flavored cigar. And that's not the usually, I found most of the time it's not the case. Like 
no. <laughs> so, so did he give you that because he thought like this is what you would like? Like you wouldn't like a, a like a straight up Padrone or Puente or Davidoff thing or whatever? Like this is what you would want, or was it because he liked flavored cigars as well? So my dad um, actually smokes flavored cigars and smokes the um, non-flavored cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gave me the flavored cigar because I'm his baby. And he did not want me to be overloaded. And so <laughs> he was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. You're going to get this flavor stick over here. <laughs> okay, so makes- I got a flavor stick for my very first cigar and then... Um, kind of from there, it just kicked off. I was very intrigued and he was very surprised because he he just kind of looked at me like, you are really like, oh my, what have I unleashed? <laughs> like, <laughs> and fun fact, my dad actually gave me um, the matches, the matchbox that uh, we were using when I smoked my very first cigar literally wow. just a couple months ago. And I, I was just like, so blown because I'm like, why do you have this? Like, like, <laughs> like I know that you keep special things, but I had no idea. Like, how did I miss that you had this? And I told him, I was like, you're going to have to sign it and I'm going to have to frame it because this is a big deal. Like, <laughs> It's funny. Cause, uh, you know, I always ask people to submit questions on TikTok if they have, you know, if, it makes for good video content. Like, otherwise I wouldn't know what to make video of. So, you know, there's people who have submitted questions sometimes that they say, and they're males, they're not females. They say like, I don't like, you know, that basic cigar taste, like the wood, you know, the, the, do all of them have that cedary, woody kind of flavor aroma? And I'm like, yeah, basically. I was like, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's what a cigar it, it kind of is so i was like so, but then I, I tell them though i was like but if you don't like that then that's where you might want to consider a flavored cigar mm-hmm. i was like because at least you get a little bit you're still gonna get that same taste it's just masked with aroma and essential oil you know that kind of gives you that like i said a different experience agreed that's definitely true well, I, to me personally i like the cedar taste i know but that's like like i said that's that's what a cigar is. Right. Like, <laughs> like, and uh, we probably don't need to get in, into this because people who watch Deep Cuts knows what where this is going. But, like, that's why I can't stand most cigar reviews because the cigar is pretty much, I mean, a cigar, like I said, it, it's going to have that cedary, woodsy. It's hard to kind of get around that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just how it is, uh, at least in my experience. Um, so, like, when people try to make it out to <laughs> be something weird, like, Oh, it has like, you know, it's, it's like dark chocolate notes and stuff like that. I'm sure that there's like maybe an aroma or something that maybe give, gives you that. I can think of several cigars that have like a chocolatey aroma um, mm-hmm. or something like that. But the flavor is, is the base of the flavor is like usually woodsy, cedary kind of flavors, earthy flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in my opinion i don't know it, don't it know. also depends too on what you eat and what you drink while you're having this cigar too because i think sometimes even when i do the my cigars of the week sometimes i will get um like citrus or chocolate or espresso but it also depends on what i had like i love um matcha so because i love matcha and i have it just about every day mm-hmm. um my when i'm smoking a cigar in the morning or in the afternoon when i have the matcha 
it's definitely going to give the cigar quite a different taste than it would if I just was smoking it with sparkling water or ginger beer. So it would be different. Definitely. Like, yeah, because usually, like, if I am having a cigar, I try to be mindful, like you said, of, of what I'm eating beforehand. So I try to cleanse the palate as much as I can so it, it goes in there. And that's probably why I just taste like the cedar stuff. So I guess <laughs> if I get if I want that the other kind of, you know, all these flavors, it always reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when you know, they're eating the Everlasting Gobstopper and they're like, right. all these things like, yes, if I need to do that, I need to eat, uh, eat a, a big meal complex flavors for him but right we won't get into like i said that whole because people <laughs> who are watching this know that i get on my soapbox about the reviews it's, and ratings that go into that it's okay you know this is this is your show and so you can get on your soapbox because we gonna listen regardless because <laughs> <laughs> well, like, we like show. to hear you yes so um what made you decide to i mean I think it's one thing to like be a cigar smoker and then to decide you're going to make content around this because this is something that I've been dealing with as well, where I'm like, I have interests obviously outside of the cigars, mm-hmm. but sometimes you feel intimidated and you're like, how, you know, why would someone want to watch my content about this stuff? Why would someone, you know, how would I spend, how would I say that this is successful? So how did you come to this process of going through the process of saying like, I want to make cigar content on there. I want to attach my name to this. I want to attach a face. I want to create a brand, you know, that people recognize. Like, how did you work your work your way through that? So I actually started doing uh, cigar events in 2021. And so I had cigar events like every six months. And then I got to a point, I would say, January of 22, where I was sitting down with the folks who were kind of a part of my council and just a a group of people that are either mentors or close friends that uh, really give a kind of sound advice. Um, And so I was just talking to them about kind of what I'm going to be doing next steps with my life. And I uh, had my, my now media director, he said to me, you know, you, you really got to do something that just like, touches the world, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm already doing cigar education on my photos. Cause at that time I was just doing photos. I wasn't doing any videos. Um, and I was doing photos where I would be at a particular cigar shop and I would be smoking the cigar, but I would also put like, um, filler binder wrapper on the bottom, the taste notes, uh, also where I was smoking at that time. Um, so that way people can have a little bit of an idea of places to go, whether I'm in the state that I live in or in another state. And so I would do that kind of like once a week. And then, um, with the doing any events, it was kind of an extra additive. And so when the, when my media director said to me, you know, you, you need to do something that's going to touch the world. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking I'm doing that. You know, like, (laughs) I'm thinking I'm doing that. And, um, and so I thought about it. I prayed about it. And then I said, I'm going to do the show. My media director's like, this sounds great. I think you should do it. So then that's kind of how it started. Um, I started my show on July 4th. That's when I did my very first episode and completed it. Um, I didn't release it until July 5th. I was so angry with myself for spending six hours trying to create content. That I still some just I just did not feel like 
I was saying to myself, this is not perfect. I don't like it. We got to do this again. I was do spend six hours, six hours mm-hmm. trying to do the first verse episode. And it was crazy. Three parts of the cigar. Honestly, I was trying to do everything I possibly could. And believe it or not, I released that first episode on July 5th of 2022. Just celebrated one year. And, um, I kid you not, by the end of the day, it was like 2,000 views. And I was just like, you really like me. (laughs) I was very like, I was so blown because I think about the likes and the views and all of those things that I get on the photos that I had. So I was thinking to myself, like, and I was thinking about the amount of followers I had. And I was thinking to myself, okay, this math is not mathing for me. Like, so 2,000 people looked at this one video. Okay, so why didn't y'all say this before that y'all wanted this kind of content? Like, all you had to do was send me a message. Like, you could have mm-hmm. you could have done something about this. So, um, honestly, from there, it just kind of jump-started. And I am one of those people that um, if I like something and I enjoy doing it, I nerd out about it. So I was already in the process of, you know, uh, kind of nerding out about cigars and then adding that additional um, task of, you know, having a show and then that actually becoming a career for me because um, at some point I want to be a cigar educator like for a career. So um, I am working towards that and building my empire and brand that way as well. So um with me doing what I do, like it's, it's no longer a task. It is like, I love doing it. I love doing the episodes and doing the research and spending the countless hours researching and talking to people and texting and calling manufacturers and cigar companies and trying to get the right info because I want people to get the right info. I don't want them to, um, to be swayed in the wrong direction. Like I'm not, you know, my word is not the Bible, but I want you to be able to get at least a credible source where you know I have done the research, I have reached out to folks to give you that data um, so that when you're listening to me, it's actually making sense. It's not just kind of like, oh, you know, that sounds good, but uh, this yeah. is it. You, you know what I mean? Like it's, I want it to be credible. With um, I like what you said at the beginning about kind of your what you worried about that at first piece of content, not being perfect because content creators, I think that's just, that's how we operate. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it's like, that, that's what keeps, I think a lot of people from creating content is because to be honest, that first piece of content is not going to be great. <laughs> it's right. it's kind of like the first pancake. But it's like, as you keep making it and keep perfecting it and tweaking the recipe and figuring out, you know, how to make it special, um, you know, adding your own zest and pizzazz to it, it, it gets better and better. So I know that, like I said, for people out there who are listening to this, I think there's so many people too that will probably be afraid of putting themselves on video doing it. So like yeah. pictures are easy to do. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> on video, it's like you got to put yourself together. Right. You got know, to you got to worry about the audio. You got to worry about how you look, and it's like all these things. But at the same time people really connect, I think, with video and be able to say, oh, wow, like this is, like, I see a face to this. Mm-hmm. And I trust this person. You're building a relationship with that person. Right. And I, I think it's, 
sometimes us as creators, we really complicate things because we're thinking about it like way too much. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell myself sometimes, like really check myself and say, I'm called to do this. I know I'm called to do this because when I'm doing it, it is not in just impacting me. It's impacting someone else. I'm able to be the change that I want to see in the world. So not only that, but like just me personally within my faith, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So because of that, it's like, chill out. You got this. Like you just, sometimes you have to coach yourself. Cause I honestly, um, I will do tons of takes and, you know, some people are like, well, you should just do live stuff all the time. And I, I said to them, you know, I don't think that I should do live stuff all the time because I want to make sure that you're not distracted. And if I'm doing a lot of ums and ahs and not that that's an issue, but I only have 60 to 90 seconds for you to get it. And mm-hmm. so if I have 60 to 90 seconds, there's no time for ums and ahs. <laughs> like, there's no time for that. So because I know that, I have to make sure that I'm moving accordingly, which is why we have scripts to kind of reference um, as we are doing the episodes, because I want to make sure that I'm saying exactly what I need to say in this time span, and that's it. Um, for the... I know I didn't have to say um. So <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> for the education part, where did you get that foundation? Because I think that's a very important foundation. I know when I speak to a lot of manufacturers, they say, "Why does so and so? Why are these influencers making these videos? They don't like. What authority do they have to make these videos? They're, they're not experts." You know, half the people in the industry aren't really experts. They don't even know what they're doing. So how can like someone who's not doing it, like, you know, but like, where did you get the education foundation from? Because you know what you're talking about. You know, you're not just like you said, and I think you hit the nail uh, on the head by saying like you wanted to make content that doesn't lead people the wrong way. And I think there's a lot of people who may say that but they not they, that's not necessarily the case because <laughs> you kind of lead people the wrong way with some you know and we all make mistakes sometimes it's not just like one off you might get the wrong piece of information and go oh I, there's a better way of of, of doing this and there's two thousand ways of doing this and this is the best way but there are people out there and i've seen them at you know some of the cigar events and stuff like that where you're like, why are you here? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, you're just trying to tap into this, you know, influencer thing and be the cool person who's hanging out with a cigar celebrity. So, you know, it's strange. So how did you approach learn, really learning about the industry in the, in the right way and all these things and, and then validating what you, you're learning to make sure that it's the right way of answering these questions and presenting this information? So I started um, the educational piece. So I have a background in uh, business communications. So um, with my degrees in general, um, I've always been a person where I'm wanting to gain knowledge Mm -hmm. regardless. Um, That's always just kind of been me. And then going to school and getting kind of the uh, corporate skills of, you know, business and communications and hospitality and tourism and all of those wonderful things. Um, so I took all of that in the very beginning when I started, um, learning about cigars in 2018 
And I wanted to understand, okay, so if I'm going to get into this industry, what does that mean? So going to cigar lounges wherever I travel, um, also spending time talking to the tobacconists that are there um, at the particular cigar shops that I was going to or lounges. Uh, So starting with that and then kind of blossoming into me doing events. So having other people who are in the industry or people who have been smoking for a very long time attend those events. And then kind of from there, even still, like from the very beginning, I've read lots of magazines and blogs and books and just really like trying to engulf myself within the industry. And then um, just recently in the last, so the last three years, I've had an opportunity to really be connected with um, cigar company owners and manufacturers and um, had have a relationship now with a distribution company as well that's in the industry and also retailers. So being able to take all of that knowledge and have it not just at my fingertips, but really use it the way that it should be used. Um, in addition to the research that I do from books and magazines and um, all of that. So my foundation is kind of laid from me just being me as a person and then also just me being hungry uh, for the knowledge. So whether that's talking to the different people within the industry or it is um, just simply asking lots of questions. So I, uh, I really strive to make sure that I'm actually having credible sources. So I'm not reaching out to um, folks who just started yesterday. Um, I'm talking to folks who, you know, have been in the industry for quite some time. And I'm grateful that I have those connections because when I have questions about tobacco or I have questions about um, this particular part of the process, because I don't have access to being at a farm at any given time, I have to reach out to people who have access to it. So like somebody that I, I love to reach out to, to ask questions to is Eric Espinosa. He is, oh my gosh, I love Eric. He's amazing. Like he's he's good people. And he is one of those folks that when I have questions about the actual growing process or the process of, uh, how the cigar goes from seed to box, I ask him those questions because he has access to be able to be there. And he also has just a wealth of knowledge. And so being able to ask those kind of questions to people who are actually in it and have been in it for a very long time, it allows me to be able to come up with the correct information. I love that response just because I think with my experience in the industry, like I said, when we we get into the topic of cigar influencers, there is a lot of misinformation out there and there's a lot of weird intent. I would say Mm -hmm. you don't really know what their, what their end game is. Like, why are they making this content? Is it for free stuff? Is it, you know, for, for show, Mm -hmm. um, but so it's, it's nice to hear, you know, your real take on it. And this is, I think, like I said, I see your content everywhere. Um, what platform do you feel like you're getting the most out of right now? And I for think, people who want to know, like, it's like, we're doing this, it's August 30th, 2023. So that this might be completely different, you know, a year from now or whatever, but what, you know, what platform is working for you the best? So right now, Instagram, I would say, is the probably the best um, place that I'm able to get the most traction, most response. Uh, people are 
I would say I agree with you with the TikTok. There's some very interesting people out there in the world. Um, and their questions and their responses to things are quite interesting. <laughs> um, very much so. Now I, um, I think Instagram is just, it, it just works for me. I'm able to really put out more content. So I primarily do three postings a week. Um, I will do the episode that premieres every Monday and then I do a question of the week and I will do um, a cigar of the week. Now um, on YouTube, I just do the episode. Facebook gets um, only the episode and the uh, cigar of the week. And then TikTok gets the same content as Instagram for all three postings. It just, it makes sense for me based on like posting and the um, format in which the platform is, which also can be very complicated. Um, mm -hmm. And I think some people are just kind of like, oh, you can just put this video out. And it's like, well, what about the quality? And can you actually see what's going on in the video? And <laughs> all of those things. Do you, do you ever worry about, because this, do you ever worry about like if these platforms decide to really turn against tobacco or cigar content? Like, do you like what's your what's your strategy to get around that? I see it all the time. I saw it today with someone who who posted that you know TikTok, for example, like was threatening to take down their account, and they are a cigar person. And, you know, and they didn't know why and they didn't give them an answer. But like none of these platforms have to give you an answer. They could just, for whatever reason, they could just say you violated the community rules or whatever. And, and mm -hmm. that's that. So do you ever worry about like building up this large audience and, you know, one day Instagram deciding we don't like cigar content at all? anything that's cigar related, even say the word, like we're, <laughs> you know, we're going to like shadow ban it or something like that. Do you worry about that at all? Um, I think for me, I don't worry about it only because I'm, I'm definitely one of those, and it's going to sound cliche, but it's true. Uh, for me, I'm very much so one of those people that if it's for me, it's for me. So like, no matter what happens, everything, like everything in the world could be against me, but if it's literally for me to get the content out, it's going to happen. So if Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or TikTok decides that they're not going to have it, have my content on their page, then I find another platform. And then all those people that I connected with or people that know me, I will just try to shift it that way. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm a big person in overcoming um, your adversities. So whatever that may be. So if someone decides that they want to put a block in front of you, like the weapons of form, but they may not prosper. So <laughs> because that's the case, you know, I'm like, okay, I know that they're going to happen because it's life, life happens, but I know that, you know, they're not going to prosper. It may seem like it, but they're not. <laughs> like for you. And I don't, you know, and I could be completely wrong when I say this, but when I look at, your content, you don't see a lot of sponsor stuff plastered over it. Um, just like there's no sponsor stuff on Deep Cuts. It's just like it's, it's sponsored by me. So, right. Absolutely. You know, like, <laughs> These are my coins. <laughs> is, that, is that the uh, approach that you take? Like, do you feel like you need sponsor stuff? Do you, do you feel like you need sponsors? Do you want sponsors? Do you need that? You know, what's your take on that? Because I feel like a lot of people get into content creation, they get into it for the purpose of 
having some type of sponsorship, whether it's having advertising money or products sent to them or whatever. Like what's, you know, what's your take on that? So I, um, I do think that it is helpful to have someone helping you, um, Mm -hmm. and whatever capacity that may be, whether it's items or it's actually sending you a check every month. I think that's great. In regards to me and my platform, um, I offer product placement as a service. So if someone wants to have their product placed in an episode, um, it is going to be like, there's a certain fee that is paid for that. Um, and the reason being is because I do get sent products and things like that. And I am so grateful and appreciative of that. But I always like to let people know that I'm not a billboard. Right. My main focus is to educate people. So if I'm able to use your product within the show or within, um, you know, a reel, it's, that's great that I'm able to do so, but like, I'm not, I'm not here to be a billboard. That's, that's not my job. And I think it would be very confusing up to people, um, in regards to where my actual focus is. If I'm constantly doing like commercials, um, about certain products and things like that, I don't see anything wrong with people doing things like that, but for me personally, I think it's nice if it's subtle or if you're using it. Like if I were getting a, um, a rabbit, it would be, how do you use a rabbit versus like, because although they may have sent me the product, which I don't have a rabbit right now, but I would love one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) if they, uh, send me a rabbit, you know, I, then I'm able to show someone how to use it. Because mm-hmm. I'm an educator. That's what my job is. That's my career. That's that's what I do. So I would rather it be a lesson than for it to be just like, here, look at me. Look what I got. You know yeah. what I mean? And not that there's anything wrong with it because I definitely don't think so. But I think for me and my content and what I do, it just doesn't work with what I'm, how I'm trying to present myself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, yeah, I completely understand that that approach you know like i said we're, we're as people could tell in the corner of this video like season four of deep cuts and i've yet to get a sponsor which is fine with me because i feel like sometimes like i wouldn't mind a sponsor It'd be right to offset some of the cost of you absolutely know. i'm for it i'm with you <laughs> time is like it almost obligates you because it's like you know when you don't have a sponsor it's all on you so you're just right. like I want to take a couple of weeks off to to stop to prevent myself from burning out. I can mm-hmm. take a couple of weeks off without going. Oh my gosh, the sponsor is going to be like, give me my money back for this month or something like that. Right, making content or something right. like that. You know, yeah. so I, I think the sponsor stuff kind of, you know, it makes it a little bit hard. And like you said, or you, you know, you could have a good conversation like this. And if I had a sponsor on here, and I was like. Oh, you, stop, Michelle. Like now I need to read the sponsor message. And that happens sometimes. You're just like, yes, I have <laughs> seen that before. Honestly, I think too. Now I think that sponsors, there's lots of different places where sponsors could be. So it's like, for instance, if you're a small business and, um, you have a show like I do, let's just fit this hypothetically. Um, 
I have a cigar company or a cigar distributor or um, cigar accessories company come to me and say, hey, we really want you to do um, your episodes at our booth at PCA or Mm -hmm. at TPE or um, we want you to come to Enter Tobacco. We want you to be able to do what you do, but we want your audience. So we're going to sponsor you to come to any of these conferences and we're going to um, allow you to be able to have the tools to do so. That would be great. I would love to do that. But it's also just like, it's not um, putting you in a space of being a billboard. You may be using their tools or their cigars or their accessories, but you're not every five seconds saying that, you know what I mean? It's just, it's how it's all about how you place it and how you use the tools that you're given to be able to still do the same thing that you are doing. Um, what is one piece of content that you've put out there that's just blown up? That's it completely like surprised you how much response you got from it. Um, Hmm. I would say, (laughs) yeah, this is funny. Interesting. Um, how to light a cigar with matches. Now that sounds so just like basic, (laughs) right? But it is the most watched video on um, YouTube, which is quite hard, by the way. Um, Extremely hard to get people to watch it, but it has over like 500 views on um, YouTube. And I'm like, guys, (laughs) where are you the rest of the time? (laughs) you know, you know what? what I mean? <laughs> a piece of content that you can re- research and put your own spin on um tupper doors yes oh my goodness and i don't use them but i would definitely no. do an episode on it <laughs> you have to do that content it, that's like my most popular piece of content for deep cuts that i've done on youtube it's gotten really? like six thousand some views wow and each week it has like more and i think it's because people want I think, and we can talk about this too, is like, you have to put yourself in the, in the position of your viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people are cheap. <laughs> and But they're, they're looking for ways to like save. So it's like, do you want to spend $500 on a, a wooden humidor, like ornament kind of piece, you know, decorative piece that's going to sit, sit on a table, collect dust and stuff like that? Or do you want to like spend $15 on the same, you know, a storage thing that can hold your cigars, keep them fresh. And then you have, you know, a couple hundred dollars you can spend on cigar products. Yeah. I mean, I think too, that's so interesting that you mentioned Tupperdors because my um, go-to solution for folks who don't want to buy a humidor that is um, like a cedar humidor, mm-hmm. but they want to still save money. I always reference them to, um, or refer them, I'm sorry, to getting an acrylic humidor. So for example, I have two, um, acrylic humidors. Both of them I was able to, um, get from pixel. Um, and there, I actually purchased them on Amazon. And the great part about it is that, uh, I use my Bovidus and have my cedar on the bottom and I don't have to do any seasoning. Exactly. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I love my cedar humidors. I mean, I love them. I have a total of six humidors in this house. 
So I, I love three of them are cedar and uh, the other three are acrylic and I love it. But um, that acrylic, it just saves all the time and it's so easy. And it, I mean, my large acrylic humidor, it was $75 and it fits 80 cigars. So like you think about just like the time, it also comes with the little space um, spaces for you to be able to put different sizes in there. So you can put it, you know, like portrait or you can do um, landscape. Like it's, it's completely up to you. Like I said, you really have to figure out what kind of content people are looking for. And that's what makes it hard sometimes because you're trying to, right. sometimes you're like, this is going to be like the best video ever. And it'll get like a dozen views. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. Like, Honestly. I so true. I've never put out there and it will get like, you know, it'll blow up. Yeah. It's really strange because you never know what kind of content you, when it's, you're a content creator, you have just no idea. And it's just about, maybe you could speak to this. It's just like the experimentation and this putting stuff out there, looking at how it performs and then deciding, Oh, I need to make more content about, you know, that subject. It's very true. I mean, honestly, going back to them, um, how to light a cigar with matches. I actually, I think on Instagram, it's like 3000, mm -hmm. I think views. Um, don't quote me on that. It definitely could be either, you know, but I know it has at least 3000. And I was looking at the episode and I'm like, how to light a cigar with matches? So you mean to tell me the episode about humidor etiquette? That's the, <laughs> that one, you know, or the episode about, um, like, honestly, I was talking about short filler and long filler. You mean to tell me that you like the one about how to light a cigar with matches? Like, the amount of time that I spent to do the episode about short and long filler and the one with matches? Like, I was I was so blown. I was just like, okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's totally okay. Whatever y'all like, as long as you like it, that's all that matters. <laughs> so, as someone who, who educates people about the cigar lifestyle um, and the match... Uh, video that, that blew up. What's the question that you find people most often have about cigars that you, you know, get asked a lot about? I would say, where do you get Cubans from? <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like it's every. I, honestly, I was having a conversation with somebody else that was in the industry during PTA. And uh, they asked me the same question. And then both of us almost like at the same time said, where do you get Cubans? Like, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny because both of us get that question a lot. Um, yeah. I, and I think it's funny because some people really don't know that like we cannot legally have them. Yeah. Um, you know, we can, uh, you can finesse and finagle and get somebody that you know to slide you some in the United States, but, um, you're risking your life and I like my life quite frankly. So I'm not even trying to go there, <laughs> but you know, they say, Oh, but my, my uncle went to Cuba and he came, he got this, or I was there, you know, on vacation or something. And, and, you know, they sold me this box of cohibas for like $600. And I thought, right. like, what, like, what are you doing? Like, and you're what? looking at them like, so like, you just like going to jail, okay? So you just 
this is what you like. And that just might be it. And that's cool if you do, but I don't. So <laughs> don't get me wrong. I have had Cubans before and I have enjoyed them, but I don't have a problem following the rules either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yes, that is the most, probably the most asked question outside of, um, you know, how tall are you? You know, because in your videos, you look like you're tall, but you don't look this tall. And so it's interesting because any given day, you know, I have on four or five inch heels, sometimes six inch heels with no problem because I love the air up there. So <laughs> it works well for me. And um, <laughs> so I enjoy being tall. And uh, people will say all the time, you know, you know, meet me in person. They'll say, you're, you know, you're as nice as you are on your videos, but you're, you're a lot taller than I thought you were. And I, I just kind of laugh because it's funny because, like, how can you tell how tall I am when most of the time I try to sit down because I'm not trying to distract you. Again, it's the I want you to focus on what I'm doing, not looking at my legs or looking at my shoes or like, I want you to be not distracted. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's very interesting to me when people do ask those, those two questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't get, I definitely don't get how tall you are. They're like, wow, like you're really short. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I know. I don't, I never make claims to be tall. I was like, <laughs> I'm vertically challenged. So it's okay like, though. We love you just as you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you talked about some of the opportunities that people have, you know, I guess pitched to you at, at some point in, the, in your, the course of you doing this stuff. Like what's something that you really would like to do? Like, is there like a factory you really want to visit or a manufacturer that you would love to like shadow for a day or two? Like, what is it something that's out there? Just put it out in the universe during the show. Like what's something that you really, that, that would just like make your year, make your, you know, just be like a cherry on top. If you could, if they offered this opportunity. So I think um, there's a couple. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with five. I just leave it at five. Cause I feel like, you know, time span. But um, so one of the big things that I would love to happen is I would love to, um, to shadow Nestor. I, he's one of the people in the industry that I just, I look up to. He is, he is that guy literally like when it comes to tobacco, he's that guy. Uh, the technology, um, the knowledge, the history, just everything. I'd love to shadow him. I'd love to go to his cigar factory and just soak in everything. I would absolutely love to do episodes there. But like, I think for me, this is like, this is my time to learn versus me teaching someone. Um, so I wouldn't be like super pressed for that um, because I would want to just spend the time learning the knowledge and being able to actually be right with the tobacco. Like we are friends, like you're next to me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this is just a different experience. Then I would also um, like to work with a cigar company where I am traveling with them and doing cigar education episodes with their particular brand, still being myself and still with my own brand, um, but being able to kind of travel uh, to different, like whether it's different events or different conferences or even their cigar factories and farms um, or uh, just uh, different events, being able to really 
give people that education um, wherever you go and do it socially because I think um, it really helps with me being able to do it socially because not only my audience, but your audience is getting a different perspective and you're seeing a new face. Um, And I think the way that I actually write scripts and am able to speak to people uh, clearly, it gives them a different perspective. And it's not just, oh, you know, this is how you do this and this is how you like this cigar. And it's because I try to make it me. <laughs> and, and you know, people really do like that. And I'm grateful for it. Um, and I would say I definitely want to go to Per Cigar. That would be like icing on the cake. I mean, all expense paid, like you're sitting high. Like, <laughs> like that would definitely be be um three for me and then i would say um actually one of the things that was on my list i actually have so i wanted to try the uh davidoff royale cigar um i actually was gifted that cigar right after my birthday so i haven't smoked it yet because i'm i'm just letting it sit it's been it's been in my little tupper door collection for (laughs) Or eons now. Yes, I'm. I'm like, just the fact like, that I have it. it. <laughs> you like touch it. You like bring it up to your face. Like ooh, like okay, like, this is it. This is <laughs> it know, for yeah. me. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then I would say the last thing I would love to visit the Davidoff factory as well. Um, huge fan of Davidoff's process, mm-hmm. and I love their cigars as well. But I love like I actually have um their Davidoff flashcards, which if you haven't seen them or experienced looking at them or going through it like you're missing out. Cause let me tell you, I spent some time. I mean, I was in a cigar shop and these particular flashcards were sitting at the table and I went through and I only had this much of them that I didn't get right out of like this much. So I was doing really good. And just to learn their process even more um, than what I had already known. It, I mean, it was just, mind-blowing and i was like i gotta go to their factory like that is that is on my bucket list i need to be there well i think like n- nothing that you said is like unreachable right because i think it is it's just one of those things i found like in the media side of the industry like you kind of have to pay your dues you do in it a long time like it took me <laughs> uh like maybe uh five or six years in to finally be like, oh, like here, you know, here's an invite to like some of the stuff that you just said. Like, here's an mm-hmm. invite for a cigar, like here's an invite to to the Davidoff factory, here's an invite to Pure Sabor, mm-hmm. where you get see and all the stuff. So it, it comes. It just it's just one of those things where you just have to keep getting your face out there and keep doing your content. And then eventually it kind of all once it comes, then, then you're gonna be like Please stop. <laughs> it, I don't like- know, Antoine. I don't know. I honestly, I'm a goer. So like, I love to go. I'm like, yes, we're going to go. Be, we're going to be here today. We're going to be here today. I, I love it. So I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that conversation when you know. Like, right. like, you're just like, oh, Lord. You're like, honestly, like what, what am I doing? Like, how long am I going gone right. for? But what's so interesting is... Um, I believe Pro Cigars right before, um, right before PCA, like not even like forty yeah. days. So 
you know, if I do get to go to Pro Cigar, I'm going to be, because there's, you know, there's TPE, PCA, Pro Cigar, there's, there's all of them are kind of like, next year, they're all like right next to each other. Pure so, is, Yes. I know of all that too. So yeah, there's right. a lot. It's going to be a lot going on. And then it'll be a weird year because then it'll be like that summer where it's usually super busy. It's dead. <laughs> like regional events, but you won't have like these big temple events that you're, you know, accustomed to. So, yeah. Um, at this point in the show, I usually like to ask the guests two questions to kind of wrap up this time that we, we have together. Um, the first of those questions is, do you have a philosophy that you live by? Um. I would say yes. I would say yes. Um, I think I said it earlier, but I, I definitely believe that for me, the philosophy is, is if, if it's for you, then it's for you. Um, nothing in the world can stop it. And, uh, you know, the, like I said before, the weapons may form, but they will not prosper. The last question for this part of the interview is, I want you to finish this sentence. So Michelle is. Ooh, I got to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would say Michelle is um, an overcomer. Probably sums me up in like one word. <laughs> Okay. I always think I, I love that question. It's a Barbara Walters question. So it's always a great I way love to Barbara Walters. I know. It's like, you know, like journalists, you're a journalist. She's a journalist. It's like, I tell people, it's like, people don't understand, like you have to learn this stuff. Like you, you, you know, do. and Barbara Walters was like always the greatest at asking questions. Sometimes they were kind of off the wall questions that were, mm -hmm. you know, you look back at it, you're like, that's kind of inappropriate or that was like, <laughs> feared it but it was a different time <laughs> yeah and she's so personal like when you're watching her on tv you feel like you're sitting right there <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly so yeah but um could you tell people you know how they can keep up with you on social media and stuff for those people who are not watching this so i know on the screen that there's uh your instagram and youtube plug but tell people what websites what social media they need to keep up with and where they can catch your show I am available on Instagram uh, at Moments with Michelle, and that's with an E. And I'm also available on YouTube as Cigars with M. And on Facebook, it's Moments with Michelle. And on Instagram or on uh, TikTok, it is uh, Moments with Michelle. And there's dots in between Moments and Michelle. Great. Well, I want to thank you for coming on, and I want you to sit tight because we're going to be filming a couple other things. Uh, when this episode goes off, but I want to thank everyone for watching. I hope that you learned a lot from Michelle today. And uh, we were talking beforehand and she was saying, hopefully this isn't her last time on the show, but <laughs> she will definitely be one of our recurring guests. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank I'm so you. honored. <laughs> you, uh, you know, maybe a, a, a whole show about tips and stuff like that. I think Michelle would be a great guest to have on a show like that, where we maybe do a whole show about tips about the cigar industry or uh, if I ever finally get around to putting together this, you know, women's panel, um, I would love to have you back on uh, as part of that as well. Cause I think. Thank you. Uh, 
something I've been talking about for a couple of years and <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll get I'll finally pull this thing together. So um, thank you, like I said, for coming on today. Thank you all for watching. If you want, if you miss any of this episode, you can catch it on youtube.com slash deep cuts live or at deepcutslive.com. And it's also uh, the audio version is on all the different audio platforms. And if you're not having a great day, do what my friend Ben uh, would say and make it a great day. <laughs>